Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome to Beyond Synth. I am Andy Last. I host the show. This is episode 115. And this week, Marco Merrick is sick, or he is away on assignment, which means uh, that uh, there is no keeping it 80s with Marco this week. So I thought I would still like to hear another friendly voice. So joining me via his car is uh, is Adam McNabb. How's it going, man? How do? It's... it's- is how <laughs> is how do a thing people say? Uh, it's just to say how do how do how's it going? Yeah. So right now you're on a telephone, right, and you are in a car. Is that correct? Hands free. Yeah, I'm driving my van. I've just finished work and I'm driving home in my van with the hands free on. Well, that's fucking awesome. So Marco, Marco's sick as is. What's he got? Has he got cystitis? He's got some sort of a cough. Cystitis. Then he's got really severe cystitis. What the fuck is cystitis? A water infection. <laughs> is that something you had? Is that why you know that word? No, no, I just better start to say it. Makes you sound clever, right? I don't fucking know what's up with him. <laughs> I don't know what's up with him. I don't give a shit. Come on, Marco. <laughs> Put your finger up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. So what's he got? Uh, he has a cough. I don't know what he has. Has he got a doctor's note? Uh, that's a very good question. I didn't ask him for one. Uh, maybe I will. Yeah, you should have asked him for a doctor's note, mate, because he's pulling the wool over your eyes and fucking <laughs> you from behind. Anyways, man, so we're just going to chat for a little bit. Um, today on the show is Vampire Stepdad, and uh, we have a fun little chat, and we're going to listen to some music, and I'm going to chat with Adam for a bit. So let's listen to a song. This is Cluster Buster, with the track Nothing Is Forever.
And that was Nothing Is Forever by Cluster Buster. You're listening to Beyond Synth, and I'm here right now. And on the telephone is Adam McNabb from Lucaset, and he's driving home. How long is your drive? Well, it was two hours, um, but I thought we'd have had long. I'm nearly home now because you were fucking about trying to ring me. <laughs> well, that's good, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, vampire stepdad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna chat with him in just a bit. So tell him I said hi. He'll know what it means. <laughs> is, that, is that like some sort of secret code? No, it's just fucking hi, isn't it? How have you been since you were on the show only like about a month ago, right? We were doing our uh, our PlayStation One. Oh God, has it been? It's only been that long, mate. Yeah, it flies. It flies when you're having fun. Yeah, I know, man. It flies when you've got <laughs> friends like you. <laughs> so. You know, Beyond Synth is brought to you by Down to Jam, which is a uh, a website that you can uh, go to <laughs> that uh, allows people to connect uh, musicians. So if you're looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in your band, you're going to want to check out downtojam.com. It's a good place to go. And uh, yeah. And you know what else? We're also brought to you by Piccolo Joe. All right. Now, Piccolo Joe, they make cool shirts. 80s, 90s, you know, movies, fashion, things like this, and they got some fun designs. And of course, <laughs> Adam in the car right now is uh, is the mastermind behind Piccolo Joe. Do you want to tell me anything about some of the upcoming lines? You got some cool plans? Well, I put I put a post out to see what people would like to see next. Eighties films, and I've had a good feed, you know, a lot of feedback. So I'm gonna. I can't tell you, Andy, but. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all right, mate? You sound as are you, are you ready for, for retirement? Because you, you, your voice—you don't—you don't sound as though you're all with it today. Um, like you've given up on all hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I think I'm okay. I might be a little tired. It's almost like a formal don't give a shit. You know, like Adam's got Piccolo Joe films and shit. It's not very. Uh, Professional. Do you want me to put more like oomph into the presentation? No, it's too late now. The damage is done, and <laughs> today's show is brought to you by Piccolo Joe. He makes shirts that you wear. There you go. He's got a fun shirt. Uh, it's got. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, you do. <laughs> he makes shirts that you wear. Oh god! No, sir. Don't put it on your face. <laughs> you put it on your torso. Oh. Well, listen. You fucking clown. You've got. <laughs> You've got some fun shirts. Go uh, people can check out over there at PiccoloJoe.com. Yeah, yeah, you're getting one soon, aren't you? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna wear it and take a picture of myself just as soon as you take a picture yeah. of yourself with that Beyond Synth mug. I know, mate. I have got a, a decent time, a lot of time to get me knob out and put it in. Yeah, so <laughs> I, when, I, when I'm by myself, I'll put my cock and balls in it and I'll uh, send a picture. Well, I'm sure the mug is shallow enough to accommodate. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to some more music. Touche. Uh, let's listen to another song. Yeah, we're going to listen to a little track by uh, an outfit called Gloom Influx, and this is a track called Obsidian.
And that was Obsidian by Gloom Influx. Now, I should point out that it actually has an E on the end. I don't think the word Obsidian has an E on the end, does it? Hold on. I'll Google it. Obsidian. Yes, the Obsidian doesn't have an E in it, but their track name does. So maybe it's like Obsidian, like Diane from Cheers. Well, I tell you, I'm moving down to London in August. Okay. Good. Does that change anything? What? Well, what does that change exactly from your and my relationship? If you live in London, what's different about that for me? Well, I'm probably a couple of more hundred miles more south to you. <laughs> but I mean, like, does that mean you're going to be more available or less available? No, I'll be, I'll be exactly the same, but I'm just moving. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Uh, it's, uh, it's all right. This fucking phone is terrible. <laughs> all right, listen. We're gonna listen to another song, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna do the Patreon. All right. So here is a space love adventure with the track "Let's Go."
And that was Let's Go by A Space Love Adventure. This is Beyond Synth. I got Vampire Stepdad coming up in just a bit. But right now I'm on the phone with Adam McNabb. Uh, we're just driving along, having a good time. There he is. I'm just sitting here. I'm sitting, but I'm moving. How slowly are you moving? So I'm doing 30 miles an hour, which is the maximum I'm allowed to do in this part of the country. So just in case you like hit a cow or something? You do miles per hour or kilometers an hour or light, light years. We do kilometers. Right, so what's that? That is around about 50 kilometers, is it? Uh, no, it's more, it's, uh, oh, God damn it. Hold on, I have a, I have a conversion And here's app. another song! Well, I got a conversion. There's so many synthwave artists out there now. I have a conversion app. Let's keep track of it, mate. Um, I keep track of it with a very large spreadsheet. Okay, 30 miles is 48 kilometers. Yeah, I was close. So how many songs you got today? I think I've got like another uh, two, I think, before I go to my uh, vampire stepdad. Maybe I'll end the show on one. But uh, listen, we're going to do the Patreon real quick, all right? So I'm going to read some Patreon names and you can make fun of them. Okay. So as uh, as everybody knows, uh, you know, Beyond Synth has a Patreon. Uh, you can donate to the show, and every donation makes the show even bigger and better. We're uh, reaching our goals and setting new ones, and it's all very exciting. So I would like to thank my uh, $5 Pattersons. There's Kai. There's Joe and Lando. Roman. Bobby B. John Eternal. Dougie Fresh. Lame Robot, Mono Memory, Florence Bullock, Matthew Lister, Simon Norberg, Veilingo, New Gat Ninja, The Rosconian, Night Raptor, Stu M, Ross Pentland, Dana Jean Phoenix, Tristan Waits, Rawl Pud, Aled, Grant Bouvier. Mrs. Bouvier! <laughs> Mrs. Bouvier! <laughs> I think I think I actually made that joke. Whenever I hear Bouvier, that's all I think of is Marge. And then there's Barons of Santa Carla, Seattle Synth, Starlight Fisher, Olivia Mutant John, Timothy Pierce, Corey Valentine, Orlando Rodriguez, Neef, that's right, Marco Cranendonk, uh, Ethan Hennings, and now it's time for the donation. Of the beast! Do you know what the donation of the beast is, Adam? The beast? Yeah. The donation of the beast. I'm going to say about 75 Canadian dollars. In fact, the donation of the beast is all the people who donate six. 66! The number of the beast! And, uh... Okay, now, he's passing a stone, then. Yeah. <laughs> this is... There's Hellroy! 
Lucas Ceballos, Blake Peterson, Carm, Unholy Rat King, and Straylight. And rounding out the donation of the beast is Max Hutchings with 667, keeping evil in check. And now, we're going to go on to my lovely $10 Pattersons. Fucking hell, mate. You'll be doing $20 next. Uh, there's a few uh, of those. There's some very generous people out there who uh, I very appreciate because they are making Beyond Synth possible. And, of course, my $10 Pattersons. There's Jake Last, Trevor Resnick, Colin Bennett, Fraser Davidson, Victor Garza, Ezra Van Dam, Winfield, Willow, Polly Digital, Joshua Everson, fucking slunks, Greg Smith. <laughs> and then there's ashley keegan tim walmsley mike shima shabugan face hugger and new donor this week playmaker you can check out playmaker i don't know if it's playmaker records Anyways, check out the Bandcamp, Playmaker Bandcamp. Uh, they have lots of uh, great albums on there, and you should definitely check it out. That's Playmaker. Thank you very much for your support of Beyond Synth. And then, of course, there's the donation of the 1111 from Chris Celia Lane. Chris Celia Lane. Hi, Chris Celia. I'm on Instagram now, so... I saw you post a picture of yourself in an American flag bathing suit. And then there's Jacob Wick. <laughs> With the donation of the 2288, Jacob Wick is a cool guy. And of course, there is my special Patreon donor, Chris Dance, with the donation of the 25. Uh, this is a magical man who uh, I believe has an arcade machine in his house, and he makes Beyond Synth possible. And of course, the person who's been sponsoring the entire Beyond Synth summer series is Retro Revolution. And you should check out Retro Revolution on YouTube and check out Retro Faith Games on Twitter. And this dude, he takes old consoles and fucking old electronics and he rewires things and he puts step by step videos on his YouTube page and he's uh, I think still in the process of posting him making a console version of a Sony PSP an actually working console version where he rips apart a PSP and then takes the guts and rewires it so you can actually like use a PlayStation controller and play it on a TV oh, nice. he's got the step by step video it's really cool stuff you send me the link I will yeah because it's really neat like it's it's all this stuff that I just don't fucking understand at all it's all uh, circuit boards and wires and soldering and all this stuff. and uh, But he puts together these videos where he, he shows you how it's done. Anyway, so you guys should check it out. That is Retro Revolution on YouTube and uh, Retro Faith Games on Twitter. And that is the Patreon. Oh, and he donated $99.95. Wow. Are you... <laughs> I, I couldn't tell what... <laughs> the... Uh, the sound effect of you clapping is so distorted because of the quality of the phone call, so I couldn't quite tell what you were doing at first. I thought you were screaming. Oh, sorry. But uh, it's all good. Anyways, uh, that's the Patreon for this week. Let's listen to another song. This is... Oh, that's a fucking kick-ass song, man. This is sung from the Overizer EP remaster, and this song's awesome. This is Overizer.
And that was sung with the track Overizer, which is a cool song. And uh, you should dig it. And I'm here on the phone right now with Adam McNabb. Not for long, though. I'm going. That's perfect timing, buddy, because we're going to my conversation with Vampire Stepdad. So is there anything you want people to know as you uh, get off the phone? Not really. I'd like to thank God uh, <laughs> for giving me this opportunity. Um, he knows where I'm at. <laughs> I also like to thank the devil. Without him. <laughs> no, mate, it's been a pleasure as always. Uh, I love Marco as well. Send my love to Marco. Send my love to step, uh, Vampire Stepdad. Yes, I will, for and sure. Him and my, and uh, ask him a few questions. I'll, I'll, see, I'll give you a few questions. And then, hi to everybody. Hope everyone's doing all right. Hope you had a good week. Do you want people to go to piccolojoe.com? Oh, yeah, I should really do that, shouldn't I? Yeah, have a little look at piccolojoe.com. See what you fancy. If you like your 80s TV, uh, some fashion and all that, and films and stuff, just uh, that might just tickle your ovaries a little bit. <laughs> get, get yourself over there. That might sugar your donuts. Do you have a favorite design right now? I like a weekend at Piccolo Joe's. And that's the one that's like the, the weekend at Bernie's uh, themed. Fucking hell, Andy. No one gets past you, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm explaining for the listener, man. Uh, yes. It's such a great film. I've got some good films coming up, though. I've got, I've got a few good patterns and a few good designs coming up soon. But we need to get this bloody EP out of the way, mate. People keep asking us when it's coming out, but we, we try to uh, be as vague as possible. <laughs> so nothing's changed, then? No, nothing's changed at all, mate. Why spoil a good thing? Also, I can't say who I've been working with, but something's nearly finished, and it's going to be released soon as well, so that's pretty cool. I collaborated, and it's been a while since I last collaborated. Oh, that's exciting. I look forward to hearing your beautiful voice on someone's music sometime soon. I'm really excited, and he's really excited as well, and we're going to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Well, you have a lovely evening, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. You too. See you online, mate. See you online. All right. Cheers, buddy. All right. And that was Adam McNabb. Always fun to chat with him, even if the sound quality is horrible. And now here is my conversation with Vampire Stepdad. All right. And I am here with Vampire Stepdad. Hey, kids. How's it going, man? It's going good. How are you? I'm all right. Good. So, I don't actually know who you are, because you have an alias on all your platforms. That is correct. Is that like a secret? Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I just operate under the idea that uh, Vlad Lugosi is far more interesting than me, so, you know, I think people have more fun with the fantasy. So, can I, throughout this, try and guess what your actual name is? You know what? I would encourage it. Craig... Oh, I, th- I was waiting for a last name. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, we're just doing first names here. Well, I feel like you should do it all in once. Smith? Just Craig Smith. No. It's close, though. In what way? Uh, there's letters. All right, let's see here. Steve? Are you a Steve? No. Are you an Eric? No. Actually, my first name is Com. What does that mean? I don't know. I, I was I was, I was, was trying... Yeah. Is this too late? <laughs> Are we doing this too late at nighttime? No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to try and imply that my real name is Com Trues. Oh, I see. And yeah, it just didn't land at all. So that's okay. You, you having a good day? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having a great day. You want to talk about it? Uh, sure. I, uh, let's see. I, I recently played. I opened for TWRP, and uh, that was a lot of fun. 
And now that I don't have any shows on the books, I can buckle down and start working on my, well, continue working on my next EP. And uh, today I just kind of kicked off a few different things that I'm excited about. Where was the uh, TWRP show? In Atlanta. Uh, They're on a North American tour. And they came through Atlanta, and uh, we played at the vinyl, and it was awesome. Is Atlanta where you are? Yep, I'm in Atlanta. Is that where they film uh, that Walking Dead? They do. They film that. They also film uh, Halt and Catch Fire. I like the theme song for Halt and Catch Fire. I think that's cool. Yeah, it's a good one. I've never actually watched the show, though. It's good. Is it? It's really good. Like, getting past the fact that it's in the 80s, it's actually a really good show, even beyond that. So, And I'm all into technology and stuff, and it's all about kind of like, you know, burgeoning computer technology of the 80s so it's a lot of fun yeah 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 so uh vampire stepdad where does this come from what is the never heard of it all right uh have you heard of calm trues <laughs> yes that's you guessed my name no okay uh vampire stepdad i came up with it about two years ago i don't know where do you, where do you want me to start from the name or just the everything where do i want you to start from the name or from the everything that's a very deep question, buddy. It would have been better if I had let you finish your question. Uh, it probably would have worked better. No, no, no. I'm calling the shots here. you got to answer whatever it is you think I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> it's my show, damn it. Uh, the name comes from... Um, I was just trying to think of something that sounded really 80s. And I knew uh, that, you know, all the nights and the... Uh, Miami's and the dates and uh, everything else were taken and the neons and you know so I tried to come up with something that that was different from that but still sounded very 80s and for me a lot of the 80s was TV shows uh, you know family TV shows and they always especially in the 80s they like to uh, play with the family unit no more uh, mom dad and two kids and a dog now it's you know my two dads and three men and a baby and two kids a mom and dad and, and an alien or you know something yeah, yeah so yeah. that's where the stepdad idea came from what's so weird about having two dads huh and i'm gonna start a fucking politically correct witch hunt <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't worry i'm not an asshole no it's cool uh, and yeah you are but anyways uh, uh <laughs> all right i am starting a witch hunt that's why we all love you eddie because your vampire you're stepdad thinks asshole. having two dads is weird in quotes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyways, I just wanted it, you know, that that idea that, you know, the stepdad is kind of, he's alien to the household and, and he's strange and you don't know who he is and, and you don't know if you can trust him and stuff like that. And kind of a outward personification of that would be if you, you know, like suspected that he might be some sort of monster. And so that's where I came up with the vampire half of it. And uh, I just thought vampire stepdad sounded really 80s and uh, it worked. People seem to really like it. So do you think that... Uh in this sort of version of the 80s, do you think Vampire Stepdad lasts a whole season, or does it uh, get canceled mid-season? I like to say that there's a first season, a good solid first season, and then it drops off in the second season. Critical success, but it didn't have the numbers. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say the reverse of that. I'm, I'm thinking a show called Vampire Stepdad is probably trash, but then it, a lot of people tune in, like those people who watch like Family Matters and stuff. Oh, God. Or like a... Oh, um, Full House. Is it, is it the 80s Big Bang Theory? Jeez, what would the 80s Big Bang Theory be? I'm trying to think of the equivalent. Does it just mean that it has to be popular and unfunny? Because I can think of lots of shows like that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty much what I was implying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's listen to some fucking music here. We're gonna we're gonna dive into the Vampire Stepdad catalog. Woo-hoo. All right, and and this is a cool song that I dug. This was from the uh, 
The Sweater Weather. Is it an album or an EP? What do you call these things? They're EPs. All right, I'm going to call it an EP then. Uh, This track is called Green Berets for Breakfast.
And that was Green Berets for Breakfast by Vampire Stepdad. And I'm here with Vampire Stepdad right now. Steven. (laughs) I thought you were uh, suddenly turned into a snake or something. I wasn't sure what that was about. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Vampire Stepdad is snakes. Yeah, sure. Well, I guess they got the teeth and stuff. So what about the the Stepdad thing? Is that anything? (laughs) Are you a stepdad or are you a normal dad? Uh, I I would consider myself a normal dad. (laughs) What the hell is that supposed to mean? Huh? I don't know, man. I don't know why I'm in this mood right now. (laughs) And I call my wife my partner. Oh, no, I can't I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> but if I say I don't like that, that makes me the politically incorrect one, right? Because it's cool to call your wife partner? I, I don't know where this is going. I'm, I'm so terrified right now. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep track of the things that you're supposed to say and not say. Yeah, so I, I pretty much just call everyone pieces of shit and hope that, uh, hope that it works. I hate everyone equally. So but... does, your, does your family know that you make music? Do they understand what you do? Yeah, very much so. I mean, good Lord, they hear it all the time i'm constantly mixing the same song over and over and over again so yeah yeah my youngest runs around uh and hums my songs uh, back to me so that's adorable and wonderful you sound like a young guy are you a young guy uh i am 479 oh i see we're playing this game I- <laughs> yeah i never know when i when i should <laughs> when i should play it when i should uh reveal my cards and when i shouldn't yeah i don't know frank <laughs> Oh, God, that's going to be the best running gag. (laughs) (sighs) What we were talking about? (laughs) Well, I was saying, because you sound young. Like, you got, like, a family and shit. Or do you you just have, like, a young voice? Or are you you a young guy? I just got the the voice of a child and the the body of a baby. There you go. This is why I generally don't show my face, because... Well, then how the hell do you play live? I think it would be really difficult to play live if you have a little baby body. Well, you know, you reach up high and you can reach the keys, you know. They have special short keyboard stands. Do they? Yeah. Who's they? Them. Oh, I see. It's them now, is it? It's the same... It's It's the same company that makes the tiny umbrellas. Oh, yeah. For the cocktails? Yeah, yeah. They also make miniature keyboard stands. Cocktail stepdad. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, where's this going? I don't know. Me either. Listen, the bottom line is this. All right. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. Uh, why? Why do you make music? Huh? Um, <laughs> I I still haven't quite figured out why, except that I can't imagine not making music. It's just fun to do. I remember actually when I was uh when I was dating my wife. She's the kind of person that just like buckled down and did really well in school and stuff and i just always looked at her and i was like terrible in school and i just always looked at her and being like do you like make anything and the idea that someone can exist and not want to make things it just I, I just don't understand it you strike me as a guy who would have done well in school oh god no really no i was i was terrible in school i hated school i barely graduated high school you sound like you just came from high school well thanks dad <laughs> um <laughs> Actually, my wife was uh, my geometry teacher's teacher assistant, and if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have passed. Not that my wife helped me cheat, but that the teacher took pity on my wife that she would end up marrying a guy who failed high school. What you've just said could be, uh, I guess, like slanderous if, you know, you gave any sort of information as to who you were. Mm-hmm. Truths. Come truths. Exactly. Bob. Brett. Brian. Just working your way down the alphabet. Yeah. 
can't wait to get to the E's. I did Craig already. Mm. So you don't know the alphabet? Or wait, is that how the Canadian alphabet works? Does it go A, C, B? Yeah, we flip a couple letters. Gotcha. Makes it, that's the metric alphabet? Exactly. That's why we say certain words strangely is because like our O's and U's are flipped. Yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense. Let's listen to another track by Vampire Stepdad. <laughs> this is a fun one. Uh, this is called Breaking Curfew by Vampire Stepdad. that was Vampire Stepdad with the track Breaking Curfew. And I'm here with Vampire Stepdad right now. Eric. Nope. <laughs> Alphonse. <laughs> oh, that one's close. <laughs> it's not really close. 
because of the Fonz. <laughs> hey, this song I, I sing to this one. I've, I've come up with some lyrics for it, but uh, I'd love to hear. Well, I'm not going to do it now. It's <laughs> <laughs> I know for some reason this track made me do that. I was listening in iTunes one day, and I the lyrics like the chorus was "Break it curfew," but. Uh, <laughs> It was about uh, stepdad talking about how his um, they don't really respect him and, and uh, they told him to be back by nine, but they weren't back yet. Stuff like that. You know, stepdad yeah. stuff. I really appreciate incredibly literal lyrics. Yeah. Well, Those that's the good. key, man. I'm a very literal yeah. guy. That's why you sing about titties all the time, right? Well, yeah, because, um, listen, <laughs> I don't know about you. Boobs are round. I don't know about you, okay? But boobs are round. Would you agree? I agree. Well, you better agree. Frank. <laughs> what do you do for fun, Greg? Oh, did, was that Greg or Craig? Because you've already used Craig. That was Greg. Wrong again. Uh, I like to make music, if that wasn't obvious. Mm. I play the occasional video game. I'm not a super hardcore gamer. I, I, I'm a patient gamer because I'm cheap as hell. Mm. So I buy video games, you know, when they're $10 and three years old. I like to do that a lot. So what three-year-old games are you playing right now? Well, it's not three years. Well, it's okay. You fucking liar. I No, I get it. I get it totally. It's, it's a shame. Like, it's all a lie. Hey, uh, man. I like to lie. My name's Mike. Uh, I just got Titanfall 2. That was fun. Or is fun. I'm still working on it. Yeah. I think that was on sale on the PlayStation Store. That's why I got it, because it was on sale. Do you have a PlayStation 4? No, I'm a PC gamer. Oh. Yeah. One of those. I know. I'm not like all PC Master Race or anything. I just... Hmm. I've always had PCs, so... Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I guess. What'd you have for dinner, Nick? Uh, I went to Cookout. What is that? Which is just a place that sells crappy, like, grill food, like cheeseburgers and corn dogs, for really cheap. So I went there. And they have cheer wine, and I like cheer wine, so... Is that like an Atlanta thing, or is that an all-of-U.S. thing? It's not all-of-U.S., but there's not that many of Atlanta, so I can't say that it's completely regional to Atlanta. Mm. God, this has got to be the most enthralling interview you've ever done. I really feel like I'm putting all, everyone else to shame, anyone who's been on this show. I feel bad. You feel bad that you're putting them to shame, or that yeah. you feel bad for them if they're tuning in now to hear what you're doing? That, too. <laughs> It is both at the same time. So listen, man, what goes on in Atlanta, man? What do you do for fun? Well, you know, I'm a boring dad. I don't really do that much that's fun. I had somebody who came into town and was like, hey, man, you're from Atlanta. What's cool to do? And I'm like, I don't know, because I don't do fun, cool things. I, I mostly sit at home and I make music or I play video games and, you know, hang out with my kids. So do you wear glasses? I do not wear glasses. I actually have a uh, better than average vision. Really? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You sound like you wear glasses. <laughs> it's just there's something about your voice. You strike me as a guy who would have been good in school and who wears glasses. That's so strange. What makes you think I was good in school? I don't know, man. It's just the way your voice sounds. <laughs> All right. You're not giving me a lot to work with. See, if you told me your name or something, then I can I can start to use that to triangulate different information. But uh, uh, I see. I see. When this well, is all I have to go on, I just assume that you'd be good in school and wore glasses. Andy, what is in a name? Would a rose of any other name smell as sweet? I can't remember exactly. Would a rose of any other name. Yeah, that's about right. Shakespeare. Yep. But soft. What light through yonder window breaks? There you go. So you know Shakespeare, right? Are you a literary uh, dude? No, I, I'm a really slow reader, so I actually kind of hate reading. I just did uh, drama in high school, you know. I was a theater nerd. Did you act? Yes. You want to talk about that? or? <laughs> 
damn, I am the worst interview in the world. I should have told you to get wasted before this thing. You got any booze in the house? Uh, no, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I did acting in school. Just, you know, just, you know, plays and stuff. Nothing, nothing really worth uh, talking about. Hmm. I see. <laughs> You're a fun guy. You seem like a oh fun guy. Fucking, uh, Mark. I don't, I don't... <laughs> You know, I've done pretty well in other interviews. I'm not sure what's going wrong here. I think a lot of people get afraid because uh, I'm such a good interviewer. Yeah. And I ask the hard questions like, what is your name and what do you like? (laughs) And apparently it causes some people to freeze up. Yeah. (laughs) I just got to get a feel for it. That's how I I operate. You know, it's all about putting the feelers out there like an octopus. An octopus has lots of feelers because it's got like eight. uh, It has eight of them, really. Are they arms? They're not called arms. They're tentacles. Yeah, tentacles. Tentacles, right? Yeah. 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 Let's listen to another fucking vampire stepdad track. We're gonna we're gonna move forward in time here to the EP A Night in the Life of. And we're gonna listen to this fucking song right now. This is the start. This is uh, the Dawn of Man featuring Perfect Science by Vampire Stepdad.
And that was Vampire Stepdad with the track The Dawn of Man featuring Perfect Science. Are you a fan of the film 2001? You know what? I've never seen 2001. Mm. Why Why did I think one of my questions would lead to a dead end with you? <laughs> um, anyway, there's a segment at the start of the film called The Dawn of Man, which is like the most famous part with the monkeys. That is actually... I'm referencing a movie I haven't actually seen. I'm familiar with this scene. Do you like monkeys? You know, I'm really more of an ape guy. Hmm. Are you going to go watch the new yeah. Planet of the Apes film? Sure, I've watched the other ones. They were good. They were good. I liked them. Surprisingly, actually, because I don't really give a shit about that franchise, but I actually really enjoyed those movies. Well, it's because they're genuinely good films. Like, they're movies where half the cast is computer-animated apes, and yet the story isn't, Oh, look, they're apes! Like, it actually has an interesting story. So that's the that's the trick. They made a good film. I think I'd like to also see that other version. The Oh No, They're <laughs> Apes version. That one sounds fun. I think that's kind of the original, isn't it? <laughs> like the seventh movie, you know, from the 70s. Man, when I was a kid, I watched the second one. I think the second one was the one I watched first when I first discovered them. And the end of the movie is the Earth blows up. Like, that's how the movie ends. And there's a narrator that's just like, and now they are on a dead planet circling a dead sun or whatever. And then it just sort of fades to black. It's like in the 70s where there was no credit. So it just goes like the end and there's a bunch of gibberish words at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> So that's XXIIZV. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a bunch of that stuff. So that's uh, that's my thoughts on the Planet of the Apes films. Yeah, how'd they justify a third one then? They found another Planet of Apes? No, I think the third one was a prequel, and it was... Um, one of them was... some convenient. One of them was some monkeys teleported and went to Earth, and so they tried... It was the whole story was flipped, like they're on a human planet, and there's only like four monkeys. I, I don't remember if they went back in time... I mean, the bottom line, I think they, they get progressively worse. I think that's the, the way those ones go. That's generally how movie series work. The second one was the one that introduced these, like, evolved humans that were living underground, the Planet of the Apes, and they had, like, advanced mental powers, and they, they did a parody of it in, uh, in The Simpsons because they got, like, these big brain heads. How do, you, how do you feel about that? You know, I feel like <laughs> they were just ripping off the Morlocks from... The Time Machine. Did yeah. you read The Time Machine by H.G. Wells? At some point I did, mm. you know, long ago, but... They take you a really long time because of how slow you read? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Do you like to wear shorts? No, I'm more of a pants man. Yeah, it's hot in Atlanta, though, isn't it? It does get very hot, so on the weekends, I wear the shorts. That's how we know I'm getting crazy. Is that when you cut loose? You cut loose yep. on the weekends? Oh, you can see my ankles. Now, you told me that this was a good time to do an interview because your your wife and child are uh, away. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm a bachelor for the weekend. Mm. Yeah. So what, what are your plans? What are your bachelor plans? My plan was to pretty much spend all weekend working on my next EP. Mm. Working on music. I got a lot of stuff in the works. Got a lot of songs that are, you know, like... 75, 80% done. Gotta make them the rest of the way done. And uh, got some fun plans for album art and some extra fun things to go along with the release. It's gonna be good. Hmm. Sounds like fun. Yeah, but I have to keep it secret. So that will further make this interview less interesting hmm. than it already was. I have a great story that I'm not gonna tell you, Andy. Isn't that awesome? Hmm. Yes. Well, this will be what great story number five that you're not allowed to say. Yeah. Why don't we just start making stuff up? Oh, Jesus. So, do you ever get to see, like, a cast of The Walking Dead walking around, or do they film in, like, some weird, like, backwoods part of Atlanta? They film all over Atlanta. I've, I've run into a few things. Actually, 
uh, when we recently had part of our highway collapsed from a fire. That was fun because traffic in Atlanta is not terrible enough as it is. Hmm. Uh, and I was thinking, now's a perfect time for them to film some more Walking Dead because there's completely empty long lengths of highway. A fire broke the road? Yeah, they stored a bunch of PVC-wrapped cable under a bridge, and then some homeless people set that stuff on fire, and apparently PVC burns really well, and it literally melted the bridge, and it just collapsed. Hey, man, PVC pipe can't get hot enough to fucking break a bridge, bro. <laughs> exactly. I've, I've seen the videos, man. I don't believe it. Yeah, it was an inside job. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Uh, the old Atlanta Bridge. Yeah. Uh, how big is Georgia? I don't really know the geography of that place. I don't know. It's a medium-sized state. It's larger than Rhode Island. Hmm. <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is literally, like, the worst thing to ever happen. <laughs> well, I could think of a few worse things. I guess. Fine. <laughs> I could bring them up and, like, bring the mood down. We could talk about yeah, some famous sure. murders or something that yeah, probably weren't yeah. as... <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the murder, certainly. I mean, like... Sure. Maybe there's some murders I'd rather listen to, but the bottom line is this. <laughs> that cartoon picture of Vampire Stepdad, is that based on you? No, no, not really. That was actually based on Michael Seaver, because I asked the artist, Michael Malden, who's awesome, I asked him, you know, I said, I have this 80s name. And I want to come up with a really 80s looking, kind stepdad dude. And that's what he came up with. So he's actually based on Michael Seaver. See, because this whole original plan, I was just going to make music and put it online and never go anywhere. But then I started playing shows and stuff like that. And all of a sudden I had to show my face and, and people actually became interested in me and wanted to know my real name, oddly enough. And mm. so it all it's all just falling apart. You're fucked now. Yeah. Peter. <laughs> Let's listen to some more Vampire Stepdad. We're going to go through this album. There's another cool track I dug. It's called On the Run Again by Vampire Stepdad.
And that was Vampire Stepdad with the track On the Run Again. And I'm here with Vampire Stepdad or somebody that could just very well be some other dude who just came into your house and killed you and is talking on your computer, and that's why I'm not getting any information. Mm. That's a possibility. How was uh, doing your, your live show and setting up to take Vampire Stepdad live? Uh, As I said, I hadn't planned to do live shows at all, but then uh, it was actually back in March when uh, Carpenter Brute was coming through Atlanta, and I thought to myself, I should try and get on that show, even though I've never played a live show before, because if I didn't at least try, I would always regret it. Mm. And so I contacted the promoters of the show and said, hey, I make this kind of music, and I think Carpenter Brute's fans might appreciate it, so can I be on the show? And then they said yes, and then I said, all right. And then I decided that I had to figure out how to play a show. So I spent about... 35 days, 40 days, trying to figure out how to make all this music be on a stage, which um, I have no experience playing electronic music live at all. I've been in bands, you know, forever, but they're always like metal and punk bands. So I knew how to bring an amp to a show, but not bring a computer and make all that work and decide which synths to play and which not to play and et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, inspired by Carpenter Brute putting together a band, I, I decided to get a friend of mine to drum for me. So we practiced and put that together and uh, it went off surprisingly well for my very first show. Lots of people were saying that it, uh, it did not come across as a first show. So that was a success. Did you get nervous? Oh my God, it was ridiculous. Actually, uh, I have a super embarrassing story about that. Before, I didn't, I had to skip dinner that day because I was too afraid I was going to vomit on stage. Mm. And then I tried, later, I tried to talk to Carpenter Brute and uh, just completely embarrassed myself because um, I'd become starstruck. And uh, couple that with the fact that Carpenter Brute, uh, as you've said, doesn't speak the greatest English and so he's kind of shy and so I just kind of walked up to him and started babbling and apologized for babbling mm. and then I just basically said uh, you're, you're the reason Vampire Stepdad exists uh, sorry have a good night and he just sort of gave me an awkward thumbs up and I ran away very awkwardly. So, um, so that was that was fun. Well, only knowing you for about uh, you know like forty minutes so far, uh, that seems really unlikely. <laughs> well, uh, too bad. That's that that's the truth. To be fair, I didn't talk to Carpenter Brew when he was in Toronto either. I was busy talking to Lamatos, and then uh, he was he was there. I think I saw him for like two seconds, and I was like, ah, he was talking to people, and I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah. So I didn't uh, I didn't bother. But maybe I would have yeah, done I'm that. Yeah, I'm so like I don't want to be the person that like. Like gushes and and is just embarrassing. So rather than like running up to somebody, be like, "Oh my gosh, I love you so much." Instead, I'll be the guy that just sort of stands across the room and stares at you the whole time because I'm like, "He's right over there." Or I'll like try to not look at the person, but I'll still be very aware of where they are the whole time. Yeah, you're on the other side, and like all you're trying to do, like for the longest time, is just to like hide your boner. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that too. Which is hard because my keyboard's only. 25 keys long. That sounded like it was supposed to be a joke about the size of my penis, but... Well, a 25 key long dink, that's not too bad. And I would yeah, say, yeah. it is hard. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> ah, boners are hard. Yeah, I was bummed. I was supposed to meet Lamatos at that show, too, but they had to cancel their part on that tour. Yes, that was too bad. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is this, man. You're putting on a show now. That's good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Show's going over very well. People seem to respond very well to it. And so now when you play live, you always bring along your buddy there to do the drums? Yeah, definitely. Steve's awesome. He, um... Well, you can say his name. <laughs> what the fuck? I make the rules, Andy! Mm. Yeah, Steve's awesome. He's an awesome drummer, and he brings a lot to the show. 
and uh, he makes me wish I wrote better drum parts because he is a much better drummer than I make drum parts for. So sometimes he spices it up. I'm like, that's awesome. Like a spicy meatball. Sure. As long as there's no garlic on it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. So when your wife's away, mm-hmm. are you always eating out at uh, crazy places there because you don't make your own food? Is that the kind of guy you are? Yeah. I'm, I have a bad relationship with food. And so like when my family's out of town, I'm like, oh yeah, let's burn it all down. Let's eat terribly and I'm free to do what I want and for some reason even though I'm an adult my idea of doing what I want is eating corn dogs and it's really sad that's okay so are you a young dad sure yeah I'm a fairly young dad we got married young put it this way I'm 35 years old am I older than you nope what but you sound really young you have a young voice so I refute what you've just said <laughs> you refuse to believe me uh, I have a few gray hairs grown in on the side I'm kind of digging that I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have a little gray hair on the side Yeah, I like the old Mr. Fantastic yeah I think it you know looks respectable he's the guy that stretches in the Fantastic Four mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also uh, Doctor Strange has the the gray sides. Yeah, he does. He does have that as well. And a, mm-hmm. a goatee. Do you have a goatee? Yeah, just a little. Not a not a full face, you know, around the mouth. I just got the little under chin thing. That's all the facial hair I can grow. Mm. Sad. I used to have a soul patch for a while. Ooh. That's right. That's regrettable. It was the coolest thing I ever did. Yeah, there was a time when that was great. Yeah. I'm not sure when. I did it because uh, there was a character in 24 that had a soul patch. Mm. He was called Tony Almeida. I used to do an impression of him. Because no one else would, or even get it. Because <laughs> no one understood the reference. Yeah, I don't even think people even know that 24 was a show anymore. That one just sort of came and went. That one did kind of come and went, didn't it? It was like a phenomenon. Now we're just like, no, nah, I don't need to rewatch that. Well, the first season was great. And then uh, it went, uh, in my opinion, downhill. Sure, sure. And never, never really recovered. But I'll tell you what, we're going to listen to some more Vampire Stepdad, and here's a track Speaking called... Speaking of never recovering, yeah, you're, this yeah. interview... <laughs> yeah, we can still salvage this thing. I My hope. God, I hope so. Uh, my, this is this track is good. It's called "You Must Feed" by Vampire Stepdad.
And that was Vampire Stepdad with the track You Must Feed. And I'm here with Vampire Stepdad right now, the most fun guy I've ever talked to in my life. <laughs> Is that fair to say that you're a fun guy? Sure. Hmm. I'd say generally, yes. Generally. I don't know what's up with tonight. Should I not have, uh, when I messaged you earlier, uh, let you know right before we started recording that I am Carpenter Brute? Was that the problem? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Um, I love uh, your music, and I just think that you're the greatest tonight. Uh, thank you. I make uh, hard electro music. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got your first EPs before. Like, you released the Trinity because I'm like a super fan, and I've been <laughs> like forever, and so um, you're the reason I make music, and so uh, I just think you're the greatest. Oh, sorry. Wait, so like, did he just stare at you? He's got a thick yeah, black beard. I mean, it was mortifying. It was, it was, he just sort of looked at me and was like, that's the problem. I was horrifically socially awkward, but I was also very aware that I was being horrifically socially awkward, just like this interview. Mm. And so that just kept building, and I'm I'm babbling, and I'm looking in his face, and I can see him like wondering if I'm going to stab him to death or something. Yeah, and uh, and so that's just making me babble even more. And it yeah, it was, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of it I was just squeaking in a high pitch or something. Like it was, it was it was horrifying. Did you stick around to watch his show? Oh hell yeah. I was super excited to see him live. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, yeah. He knows how to put on a show. For a lot of it, I just sort of stared at him like he was a simp god. Mm. Yeah, well, he's a talented dude. And like used to, he'd wear a hood and he'd be all kind of like not really lit and all. But, you know, as time passed, he's taken off the hood and he just had this look on his face like he owns the fucking world. And at, at that moment, he did. Did he capture your heart? He couldn't capture it because he already had it. Oh, see, look at this. This is all very important stuff we're learning here today. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, Carpenter Brutes, uh, he's the one that, he's how I found Synthwave and everything. So I heard his song on the back of a YouTube video, and I was like, what is this? And I listened to him for a long while, and then I was like, wait, is this Synthwave a thing? And as soon as I realized it was, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get in on this. What's your favorite YouTube video? I'll tell you mine. What's that? It's this cat that tries to jump over, like, a a fence in a house, and then, like, it hits it and goes stiff and, like, flips over it. is awesome it's like one of my favorite things of all time see my favorite because i'm a curmudgeonly old man is it's a guy with a nerf gun and he wants to show off his nerf gun and his wife is filming with her phone and it starts out vertical and he's like no don't film vertical and she turns it and so now it's just a sideways video on youtube and he's like well did you you did you already start recording you can't start you can't just turn it after and she's like well i don't know he's you can't film vertical because it's a sin (laughs) and that's pretty much the whole video it's just him yelling at his wife for filming vertically and uh as that is one of my pet peeves that's my favorite youtube video in the world don't don't what don't make a vertical video why vertical videos are a sin are you recording now I've been recording. Did you start recording vertical and then go horizontal? It doesn't work that way. You have to stop it and redo it. And then there's another video on his channel where he shows off the Nerf gun, but it's just that video. I've been known to link to that video when people post vertical videos because I'm that kind of person. I'm the kind of guy who, rather than commenting or enjoying the content of the video, I will critique the technique of the video because I can't be happy about things. How often do you get your hair cut? (sighs) Maybe... Every month and a half or so. Does it get long, or do you like to have nice, uh, you know, prim and proper hair? You know, I used to just shave it myself, but, you know, do that a long time. But uh, now I've gotten all into it, and I get the little fancy undercut, so I look like a male model. And, uh, yeah, 
I like I like a nice haircut now. Did your friends call you Bald Johnson? No. But that's your name, though? Your last name? Well, no, my first name is Bald. Oh, sweet. Hey, man, I'm close. But I'm not going to tell you my last name, because then you'll Facebook me and everybody will know who I am. Yeah, man, would that be terrible, right? I know. Think of, think of all the people after listening to this that are going to want to get to know you, you know what I mean? So, like, <sighs> your, your Facebook is going to be bombarded with all these people. It's just like, man, that dude seems like such a cool and fun guy. We gotta, we gotta get a hold of him right away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not performing tonight, uh, Andy. I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong with me. God, I'm trying to turn this into a sex joke. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not performing tonight, Andy. Is that what you yeah. said to your wife? Yeah. Except minus the name part and high five. <laughs> So you got so many more days here until your fucking family gets home. You're literally just going to hunker down and fucking make music. That's it? That's my plan, yeah. Hot dogs? You going to watch any television? Yeah, probably. Probably watch some old movies. Been going through a CNN documentary on the 80s on Netflix. That's been interesting. You you learning anything? Yeah, a little bit. You know, putting uh, some of my memories into context and whatnot. It's good. Mm. I can't remember any details that I could tell you to make it interesting. That's not very surprising. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what? You know what would be great? You should just edit this where you ask questions and then just completely edit me out. And just so it's just silence. <laughs> and uh, it'll have basically the same effect, I think. Well, I know you, you say that in jest, but uh, just wait till you hear the show. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be. <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't tell you how proud of myself I am right now. <laughs> That I finally get to be interviewed on Beyond Synth, a goal I've had for quite some time, and I am doing literally the worst interview I've ever done in my entire life. (laughs) Ah, but it makes me happy. Like, the first thing, after hearing Carpenter Brute and learning that Synthwave is a thing, I found Beyond Synth, and I then downloaded, like, 15 old episodes of anyone whose name I mildly recognize, and I'm just like, I'm just trying to absorb everything, you know, and oh, how do they work, and how do they, you know, and all this stuff. And then, of course, you end up being all like, I hate talking about the technical stuff. So I was like, damn you, Andy. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so this has been like, in a way, it's just like when I met Carpenter Brute. Like, this has been something I've been hoping for, and now I'm here and I'm fucking it up again. <laughs> Hey, well, don't worry about it. It's making me happy. Oh, good. I'm glad that you can. I'm glad that you're sh- uh, Schadenfreude. God, I can't even make good references. Yo, that's a word. <laughs> yeah, Schadenfreude. Am I saying it right? Yeah, I think it's close well, enough. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Sure, why not? I'm I'm uh, I'm enjoying this whole thing. Uh, your yes. your pain vicariously. Watch and- me. I'm like a worm dangling on the hook, and Andy's just laughing. Well, speaking of hooks, we're going to move uh, ahead to the album Love Bites, that the was EP. That segue, Andy. Love Bites. This is oh, thank why you. you make the big bucks. Yeah, I do make big bucks. So we're going to uh, we're going to listen to this track. This is a good one. This is called The First Date by Vampire Stepdad.
And that was Vampire Stepdad with the track The First Date. And that's a good one. I dig uh, your sound. Like, it sounds good. Thanks. They're nice tunes. I, I like the vibe of them. They're sort of cinematic and kind of... Uh, I'm trying to... What's the word I want to use? I don't want to use the word romantic necessarily, but they do have that sort of vibe that, like, if this were a scene where characters were, uh, you know, meeting and falling in love or whatever in, like, an 80s film, like... As if they were on their first date. Yes, exactly. And so, like, it uh, it, it works, though. Like, it, it, it yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's... I, I always want to create an atmosphere. That's that's really my, um, my main goal. I always write thinking of... Yeah, like a scene. And I, I definitely lean more towards the soundtrack style stuff. You know, occasionally I just put out a little pop song, but... <laughs> Is that right? See, just just when I think I'm like, kind of got it going, <laughs> and then you're like... You're no, no, I'm going to... Oh my God, he thinks he's kind of got it going right now. Mm. Yeah, make no mistake, I'm going to punish you for the rest of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, want, thank God. I don't want there to be any sort of confusion. That is what's going to happen. Hey, so you were talking about when you listen to old episodes of Beyond Synth, and I wasn't talking about technical stuff. Do you want to talk uh-huh. about technical stuff? What's your favorite oh, no, VST? What's your favorite VST, now- Vampire Stepdad? <laughs> huh? Which one? Because now I know that you'll be hating it the whole time. It's Synth 1. Synth 1 is my favorite one. It's free, and I'm really cheap, so it's my favorite. Free Synth Frank, they call you. Anybody can do what they want to. What's uh, what's your DAW, man? What DAW do you use? Digital Audio Workstation. I like Reaper. Yeah? Because, again, it's it's very affordable. <laughs> I've never used that one. it's also really good. I don't, it's I don't, great. I don't, yeah? Yeah, I used to use Pro Tools, and then I was tired of rebuying Pro Tools all the time. So then I bought Reaper, and it's awesome. How would you make... I used Pro Tools when I was in school, and I had one. I bought it when I had to buy a fucking M box because mm-hmm. when I went to film school, like that was the Pro Tools. You had to buy it with the damn M box, and the M box yeah. was like seven hundred and fifty bucks or some dumb shit. Yep, and that was like the cheap version. Yeah, man, and yeah. Uh, I used it. I do remember though, the audio seemed to just sound better when recorded into Pro Tools, but. I could never wrap my head around actually making music in Pro Tools. Like when I started, when I was using Fruity Loops, I was like, "Oh, this is so much fucking easier than Pro Tools." Well, yeah, because Pro Tools is all designed off of like the old tape, like doing it like it's tape. Mm. But that's how I learned how to do it. So Reaper's kind of similar. Reaper, similar to what Pro Tools? Yeah, well, just in the way it's like you know, like Fruity Loops and stuff, or whatever FL Studio and and Ableton, those are all kind of designed around the idea of, you know, chunks of music that you throw around where you want them, and and, uh, Reaper and Pro Tools are much more kind of linear, kind of, you know, like you're laying down tracks with a band. I mean, you know, you see the MIDI on the thing, but I try to play stuff in, try to, you know, humanize it. Mm. That's not really true, because then I just go back and I quantize it all, so. Quantize! Yeah! That's my favorite thing to do. Quantize! Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna give this some, like, real human feel. I'm really gonna give it, and then I play it back, I'm like, nah, I like it better when it's just right on the beat, so. Yeah, no, I hear you. Robots! Well, man, that's the future, so you might as well get to like it now. Yeah! Since AI can write music now. Can it? I guess. I don't know. They've, uh, you know, they've put together some, like, AI that, like, oh, look, it can generate its own song, and they'll have a long article about how, oh, this is the future, and all musicians are dead, and blah, 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 and they'll be like, see, listen, and you listen to the sample, and it's, like, the shittiest song yeah. in the world. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was... And it's, yeah, so it's just like, okay, 
true, like, you know, it's just terrible. Well, that's my favorite thing whenever I read some article about, like, ooh, like, super lifelike robot made in Japan, and then it's just this <laughs> weird, rubbery-looking woman thing yeah. that's just really off-putting. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, I know that some Japanese dude fucked it, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> it's still so off-putting that it's, like, yeah. really, yeah, upsetting. Yeah, the uncanny valley. Exactly. Yep. I mean, I know there's dudes out there that are working really hard to make sex robots, and that will be, like, a thing that happens at some point. Mm. But seeing how, like, those real dolls they made were, like, five grand, like, U.S., like, how much is a sex robot going to be? Like, it's going to be nuts. If the new iMac Pros are going to be $5,000 to start... A sex robot is going to literally be like $19,000 at least to begin with. Probably. And then think about the fucking cleaning kit and all that other stuff you're going to have to do after you fuck that robot. Do you know what I'm saying? But see, it works out because most of the people who are going to buy that sort of thing tend to have a lot of disposable income because they don't really have dependents. But if I had a lot of disposable income... I'd try and get, like, real women. Yeah, well... Women like men of status. And if you have status or status or status... Do you say status or status? I say status. Status? Yeah. Well, you know, women like men with status, right? So, I mean, if you got a lot of cash in that wallet... Uh, there's probably a lady out there who's going to be like, ooh, this guy's high society. And you'll be like, yes, I am, lady. Top draw. Exactly. <laughs> and so, your monocle pops out. Exactly. And that's the thing. And that's the future. <laughs> it's a lot of dudes with monocles, with monies, like, coming out of the sides of their pockets trying to have sex with robots. I've seen it. Terminator. Well, I, I think... <laughs> is that what that movie's about? Yeah, it is. Some of it. Yeah. Well, the thing is this, right? There's this track uh, from your album called The Skating Rink, and we're going to uh -huh. listen to it. Okay. So here it is. This is The Skating Rink by Vampire Stepdad.
And that was Vampire Stepdad with the track The Skating Rink. Was that based on the old Charlie Chaplin short where he goes to the rink? <laughs> no, it was not. Mm. I've always been a more of a Buster Keaton man myself. Yeah, Buster Keaton's pretty sweet. I remember when I was a kid, I used to watch this this special. There was like this thing that they did on like the history of Buster Keaton. It was like this three part thing, and mm-hmm. I used to watch it all the time. I loved it because they just it was like interviews, but they showed a lot of clips from his movies. Yeah, and I had a for some reason I had I think it was taped off late night TV, but I also had a bunch of like Charlie Chaplin shorts and. The Rink was one of them. He goes to The Rink, and there's this other one called 1AM where he comes home drunk. But, like, as a kid, I didn't understand <laughs> that he was drunk. Like, I just thought he was just a klutzy dude, like, coming home. Yeah. And it's just him in one big set just, like, falling down the stairs and getting rolled up in carpet and slipping on things and stuff. It's the best. Doing his thing. Yeah, man. That's what he yeah, does. That's 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 my favorite part about, like, Buster Keaton and the like is when you describe it, you just sound like the most immature person in the world. Yeah, see, like, he's walking down the street and then, like... The wall falls, but he's in the window, so it doesn't hit him. Well, it's crazy when you go back and see, like, just that he was doing his own stunts, and some of them oh, were pretty yeah. fucking brutal. Oh yeah, yeah. I was when I grew up, I wanted to be a stunt man so bad. So yeah, I was I was familiar with all that stuff. I used to throw myself out of trees, and that was a day. Do you ever watch a movie? Well, I don't know if they had it in Canada. Do you ever watch movie magic? When you're younger, what is uh is that a show? It, it was a. Sh- it's basically before you know DVDs. It was like the behind-the-scenes stuff that you'd see on DVDs. Oh, right. So yeah, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. They'd have like a whole episode on animatronics, and they'd talk about, you know, Jurassic Park and all sorts of... It was... Man, God, that was the best show in the world. I loved that show. I always liked uh, all that behind-the-scenes, how they make movies. I, I love the, you know, the practical effects and, and model building and all that stuff. I always thought that was absolutely fascinating. Yeah, the ones on the Lord of the Rings movies are the best. I think those are the yeah. best ones I've seen. See, I just... don't think I've ever uh, sat through and watched all those. Oh like, man, they're so good because it's like they're like hours of yeah, but it's like three hours just... long of like just painstakingly like going through like every detail of like the models and and all the stuff. Like it's really uh, it's really cool to see all the work that goes into it. I think it made me appreciate the movies more because seeing all the embroidery of the costumes and stuff and like just going like wow, like they put a lot of work into this. And then like the fucking yeah. Hobbit movies were just all CGI, but like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like the Lord of the Rings ones are awesome fucking behind the scenes. Yeah, that stuff is super interesting. Like, I love, uh, even though I couldn't really do it myself, but I like watching other people, uh, talented artists, you know, building models and making masks and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've watched so many videos on YouTube of, like, you know, how to make silicon molds. And, you know, have, have you ever needed to make a prop hammer? Here you go. So I know how to make a prop hammer. Uh, well, those videos will, piss but... me off because I've watched some because uh, I was looking up that stuff when I was like uh, working on building robot costumes and also for uh, for other projects. And uh-huh. some of them like assume a basic knowledge that's like really advanced. Like I remember one that was just like how to make the the fucking uh, like a predator head or what, was it a predator head or was it the head of the space jockeys and alien? Oh, I think it was space jockeys in the in the alien movie. Mm-hmm. And then it's like. So first, you take your 200-pound brick of clay, and like, whoa, what? Like, how is that step <laughs> I think, one? I think I know who you're talking about. Dis- I think that's Distortions Unlimited. Maybe. I just remember, like, some of them... Like an old guy with white hair? I don't like, remember. I just remember being so annoyed that step one was you take your 200-pound brick of clay. Or yeah, maybe yeah. it was 120 pounds, but it was it was a big brick of clay, and it was like, 
I, I prefer the ones where it's actually like, hey, you know, here's how you make Iron Man using cardboard or whatever. You know, like they yeah, they yeah, show you how to yeah. build stuff with items that you might actually have. Yeah. And then some of them are just like, so then you put it in the vacuum former. I'm like, oh, you mean the vacuum former I have back here? Like, you fucking idiot. Like, who the hell? If I had a vacuum former, I wouldn't be watching a fucking YouTube video. Yeah. About Screw to... you for being good at this, man. Yeah. No, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Just take your 12 years of sculpting knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And... No, like that's the fucking the space job one was totally that it was like yeah. literally like the dude just expected you to start at a place where you would already know how to do it then like you wouldn't be watching a youtube video if you were already yeah. that skilled yeah, exactly yeah yeah anyway sculpting is also something that's just always blown my mind because it's like you have the materials right in front of you and you want to make like say a face and you can like poke at it and turn it into shapes and you know the shape that you want it to be so just poke at it until it's in that shape but then that doesn't actually happen so it's just like what the hell is going on here I want it to look like a cartoon like you know in the cartoon where they're like moving around like putty and things and it always looks so smooth sure. and it's like the way that when they eat chicken when they eat chicken in cartoons and they just sort of like take a bite out of the chicken and then they just sort of pull all the meat off the bone and it's like clean and I was always like man I want it to be like that in real life but it's not stupid heightened reality of yeah I know man it's the worst I know Anyways, man, listen, we can probably wrap this up. Let's save the audience from the rest of this, so yeah. <laughs> Your time is up. I'm looking at my watch going, you know what? We've hit that time again, that magical time in Beyond Synth when the exciting conversation must uh, must stop. Is there anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about? I mean, did we talk about anything, really? Well, that's a, more of a philosophical question. <laughs> I don't like to answer that one because if people like get wind of the fact that my show has no content, then they might be upset with me, especially if they're like giving money to my Patreon. That's yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) You're just you're. It's so obvious you're just pumping out uh, episodes for the Patreon rewards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want that award, man. I want that award. That seems like a pretty good award, and I think I deserve it. I mean, if any show is going to give it to me, it's this one, the one we're doing right now. Oh yeah, you know it. <laughs> is there is there like a Razzie's award for podcasts? Because oh uh, well, I'm yeah, gonna find out, I guess, aren't I? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> is there a song I didn't play that you're that you're fond of that you've made that you want me to end uh, end this segment on? Uh, I really like uh, "Please, John Hammer, Don't Hurt Him." That's one of my favorites. That's actually the first song I ever wrote. Ooh, that's exciting. Well, then we'll yeah. we'll end on that. But right. it was lovely talking to you, nameless guy. You too, Andy. Yeah, see? I'm not Andy. afraid. I'm not afraid. It's because you got that cool hairdo, man. Well, it's got nothing to do with my name. Doesn't it, though? Nah, not really. Andy's a goofy name. If I had, like, if, if I had the name to match the hair, I'd have, like, a... I'd look like Astro Boy with, like, a little... If you could pick your name, what would it be? Mm, good question. Mm. Probably fucking, like, Max Blaze Storm. Something like that. Max, Max Blaze Storm? Max Blaze or, or, or fucking Max Blaze Blaze Max Blaze. Well, yeah, that's part of it. Uh, maybe yeah. Nitro. <laughs> you just want to be a character from the Running Man, essentially. <laughs> Nitro Nitro Blade Hopper, something like that. See, I'd want to be like Nitro Blade Hopper, but then just be like a librarian. Well, that you can just say that right now, and you could say that's the case because so far we have no that's way of true. disproving maybe it. Maybe I am in a librarian. Are you? Is your name Nitro Blade Hopper? <laughs> yes. You guessed it. Well, then there you go, I man. I think that's a perfect end. Yeah, perfect way to end the show. You guessed my name. It's Nitro Blade Hopper. See, listen from the Clan Blade Hopper, the Highlander. I got that reference. Yeah, you got to cut their heads off. Yep. 
And now we're going to cut the head off of this interview. But it's been uh, it's been lovely talking to you, and I hope you have a lovely day. And we look forward to hearing more Vampire Stepdad in the future. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a good time, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll end on some Vampire Stepdad. So you have a lovely day. And now we're going to listen to Please Yan Hammer, Don't Hurt Him by Vampire Stepdad. <sighs> and now I'm we'll just so sit in sorry. silence. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
And that was Vampire's Stepdad. Uh, that was a fun one. I <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> Anyways, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Tune in next time where I will have another guest. And I thought today I would end on a song. And, God, I'm going through my playlists. And I'm like, I can't remember if I played this song before. It sounds so familiar to me because maybe I would listened to it a few times. But I don't... I feel like I played it. Anyway, it's by 24-7 off the album Zero Hour. And the track is called First Encounter. And I, I can't tell if I've played it before. It sounds so familiar to me, but I'm looking through the playlists of my last, like, ten episodes, and I'm not seeing it. But maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Either way, who cares? So here's a cool track, and we're going to end on this this week. This is 24-7, and the track First Encounter. And I'll talk to you guys next week on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is.